Hey, my name is Chelsea and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram at Chelsea N Coaching to learn more. Okay, let's get to this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I am so excited to welcome Alicia Benedict. She is a professional organizer from Wilmington, North Carolina, and she helps women with ADHD structure their space for success and implement organization in all corners of her life. So obviously, this is a great fit for the type of things that I love to talk about on this podcast because like productivity and organization go so well hand in hand. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Me so, so fun. Excited. So yeah, me too. So <laughs> I'd love to just jump in and hear a little bit more about you and your story and what inspired you to become a professional organizer. All right. Well, I'll start by saying I'm originally from Topeka, Kansas, but I moved to Wilmington, North Carolina about six years ago. I just wanted to live by the beach, love it here. And when I moved here, I was serving tables, bartending back home, started doing that here and have been doing that for a while. You know, I was young and enjoying being young and having a good time. And about the end of 2019, I was kind of getting more serious with my life and in a better place with my life and trying to figure out what I wanted to do career-wise. I had gone to school off and on for a few years and just couldn't really find the right fit that made me feel happy. And I always loved organizing in the restaurants I worked in, which it was something everyone else hated to do, but it was like my pride and joy. You know, I would take it from like this crazy mess and then organize everything. And I would go show everybody. I was like, this is where we put things now, you know? And I would always make jokes with people about how I wish I could do that for a living, not knowing it was an actual Mm -hmm. career. And then around February of 2020, I really started looking into it. And, you know, I had seen the Marie Kondo special on Netflix and I had watched the home edit special and it didn't, I guess the home edit special really kind of clicked a little bit more, but with the Marie Kondo, I didn't look at it as organizing, you know, cause she would always say, sure, this yeah. joy. and I was like, Oh, you know, this is really cool. I like watching this. This is really fun. And then I would watch YouTube videos. I would watch people just like clean and organize their home. And I just felt so much relief by just watching other people do it. It didn't even you know, do anything for me in my home, but it was just something I really enjoyed. And sure enough, it was a career path. And I was like, wow, you know, this is really cool. But then I saw, you know, most organizers have to start their own business. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to be a business owner. I thought about that, you know, randomly throughout life when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was like, yeah, I know that's too hard. I don't want to do that. That's a lot of responsibility, not for Mm -hmm. me. And when I realized that was kind of what I had to do to do this, I was like, okay, you know, let's see what all that would entail. I'll just kind of do some research. And then about two and a half weeks later, the entire world shut down and (laughs) being in the hospitality industry, I was out of a job. 
So luckily I did get unemployment during that time. It took a little while, but once that kicked in, I was like, okay, I can either go party every day like my friends are doing because they just viewed it as this never ending vacation. Mm -hmm. or I could take this time that I'll never get again in my life where I don't have to work, but I can, you know, pay my bills, be financially stable and really invest that time in myself. Um, and yeah, I had a friend that owned a business at the time and I asked her a few questions and she really helped me a lot with figuring out my LLC and all that kinds of stuff and all the basic stuff I needed to know. And from there, it was just 10 hours a day watching YouTube videos, trying to get any kind of information I could on how to run a business because I didn't know how to do that. And I didn't really know anybody else that knew how to do that. So yeah, I mean, it was kind of random, but it was something that just made me so happy. And the more I was learning about it, the more I could use it in my own home. Cause I was already pretty organized, but even just doing research, I was like, oh, wow. You know, I never thought about doing it that way. And I started practicing by reorganizing the spaces in my home by what I had learned. Yeah. And yeah, here, here we are two years down the road. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I, I smiled when you talked about uh, organizing in the restaurant because my very first job was at a Hallmark card store, which is like the organizational dream because I mean, those cars got a mess and I, I was so happy to just all day reorganize all the cards and put them where they belong and that was it was just like a little bit of a happy place for me so that's a great story because I feel like a lot of us fall into entrepreneurship a little bit right or maybe it's something that we've been thinking about but you it takes a little while for that perfect idea or that moment right to to start and I started my business during the pandemic too because I didn't have a commute anymore and so that was hours back in my life to be able to start so you never know what's going to happen at all. It all worked out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and it's really scary because there's no, I tried looking it up online so many times, you know, how do I start a business? And there's really no information that's like step one, step two, step three. And then, oh, it's so complicated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it depends on where you live and all kinds of weird stuff. So I, there's a lot to learn. Not only are you trying to figure out what you're going to do, which takes a ton of creativity and brain power in general, but also you have to figure out all the technical things that you have to do to make it work. Yeah, it is a lot. So you have really narrowed your business down and, and found this amazing niche of working with folks with ADHD. What inspired you to support that group in their organization? So it took me a long time to find this group. You know, at first I was like, I'm just organizing. And then it was like, okay, well, I need to narrow this down. And I was like, okay, I'm going to organize with women. I was like, okay, I should narrow this down. I was women in business. I don't know. They're probably already pretty organized. You know, it was really hard for me to find an area because I ultimately really, like I knew from the beginning, I really wanted to help people that wanted to be organized, but just didn't know how to be Mm -hmm. organized because it's, it's not a skill everyone's just born with. We're all born with different skills. Some people are born just naturally really good at sports. That was not me. (laughs) You know, this is something I always kind of dabbled in and I didn't even realize it for a long time, but it was something I always did just for fun. Or I would go into someone's home and I would look around and be like, God, I just wish I could like sit in here and like clean this up for them. And I actually started dating someone that had ADHD 
And I didn't know a lot about it. You know, it's something we've all heard about. We all know the stereotypical, oh, they can't get things together. They're really, you know, hyper, all these Mm -hmm. little tidbits that we know about ADHD, or honestly, I didn't even think it really existed. I mean, people would joke about having ADHD, but they really didn't. And when I started dating someone that actually had ADHD and I really saw how it affected him and how, when he would take his medication, how much it changed him and how much it helped him. I was like, okay, maybe there is more to this than I realized. And I started looking into it just so I could better understand him. And sure enough, the number one struggle for people with ADHD is their executive functioning and executive functioning is time management, it's organization, it's processes. So it's all these pieces of organization. And I was, it was just my aha moment where I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly 100% the group of people I've been looking for. And I just couldn't put a name to it. And I was like, you know, these are people that are really smart. Like my boyfriend is, he's going to school for biology. He's got a minor in neurobiology and associates in physics, super, super, super smart person, but can't scrape together organizing to save his life. I mean, it's just, I mean, he can, but it falls apart pretty quickly. He definitely has to have a very good process. He does really well on a routine, but it's kind of building those things that he struggles with. So it just kind of started as me wanting to help him. And then I was like, wow, you know, there's so many other people out there that are highly intelligent that have naturally learn to rewire their brain to do things a certain way. So I feel like with ADHD, a lot of people have come up with a system that works for them, but it might be a lot of extra steps because they've just been slowly piecing it together throughout their life as to how to fix the process in their brain to make it work. So yeah, I was, I was just really excited to be able to help people that I know it would really change their life. I didn't want to just go into people's homes and organize because they didn't want to do it, or they just could pay someone else to do it. Like to me, I've always wanted to have a career that would help somebody else and being able to help somebody in this way is fun for me because I get to do something I really enjoy and I get to leave a lasting effect on that person and hopefully help them down the road, come up with better processes for themselves. Cause they'll have those little tools that they didn't have before. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I think, I think that's absolutely right because there are certainly professional organizers out there who, as you mentioned, go into the house and, and just clean it up. And the person just wanted to outsource this piece of their life in this project. And that's fine, but to really understand the fundamentals behind it and build a system that that person would then be able to maintain is so much more powerful, especially for a group that is not coming naturally for them. And there's not as easy as just, okay, just put the peanut butter back where the peanut butter goes every time, right? They need to have a rhyme and reason behind that in a more sophisticated way. So that's really cool that you've been able to find that group. And I think that's a great way to make a difference. Well, and I've noticed that a lot of people don't realize how much being organized bleeds into every other aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it does give you a lot of time back. If you're looking for your keys every single day before you leave and it takes you 20 minutes, you know, if you have a set place to put those keys, that's 20 minutes every day. 
that you're getting back. I mean, I don't have a calculator on me, but that's a lot of time. A lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) Way too much time. Time you could be out by the pool or you know, doing a fun project for yourself. Absolutely. Actually, and that leads into my question of where have you seen perhaps with other clients or just in your own experience where being organized has improved someone's time management and productivity? Because as you mentioned, they go so hand in hand Mm -hmm. and it's something I certainly talk about with my clients all the time, but I'd love to hear other examples where you've seen that coming because I come at it from the time management and then get them organized and then you're coming at it from the opposite direction. So I'd love to hear about your experience. Yeah, which time management is such a huge piece of organization because, you know, you have to, one, make the time to do it. And two, time management is something that you have to be able to do every day to live a productive lifestyle and get the most out of every day. And it's been really cool watching how helping my clients organize has given them more time. So just going through someone's pantry and reorganizing that for them and building a system for them, you know, they're not searching for things. They're not putting things down and not knowing where they go, or they're not losing things as often. And that's a big thing I see with people. I'll go into someone's home and help them organize and they'll say, oh, I have this thing. I just don't know where it is. I'm like, okay, well, you know, eventually we're going to find it. So let's just table this for when we do find it, you know, we'll write a little note about what we want to do with it when we get there. And it's just been really cool seeing that transformation, seeing people better at scheduling just based off of us scheduling our appointments and being on time and doing things in the time blocks that we assign for them. And I mean, I would love to work more with my clients on time management because it is such a big part of organizing, but it's also, you know, a whole different niche, if you will. So it's definitely something I would like to incorporate a lot more, but I need to do a lot more learning of how to teach that to somebody else. Cause it's, it's easy to know how you do things, but the way you do things doesn't necessarily work for everyone else. So it's being able to figure out what works for other people and coming up with ideas kind of on the fly as to how to help them in that area. But time management is very key to living a nice, easy, successful life, I think. <laughs> I would agree. Um, obviously, you're exactly right. That if it comes more naturally to you, then it does take some that bit of extra research to start to learn all of the different tools so that you can adjust based on what's going to make sense for that person's life. Because as I'm sure you see with your clients, everybody has a different schedule. Everybody has a different life circumstances, kids, family, will they travel, what kind of work they're in, you know, all of those things impact what they need in order to have a successful organizational experience in order to have a successful scheduling or time management training experience. So I love that this work can be so personalized and really help them fit their needs, right? You're not just going to the store and copy pasting the same pantry into every single client's home, right? You're, you're giving them that kind of personalized experience. It's going to work for them. Mm-hmm. On that note though, why don't you walk us through what it would be like to work with you as a client? So someone reaches out and says, Hey, Alicia, help. I need help. <laughs> what will happen next? What does that look like? So, you know, someone will call me or email me. We'll do a little consultation, just make sure that I'm the right fit for them. Make sure that like 
for example, if they had issues with hoarding, that's not something I specialize in. And Mm -hmm. that's something would send them to someone else that would be able to better help them. Then we'll schedule an initial organizing session. And usually that first session will kind of go in, meet, say hello, walk through all the areas that they're having issues with. So I can get an idea what they're working with. Every once in a while, they'll send me photos in advance, which I always tell people during the initial consultation, if they want to, it'll just help me have a better idea of what they're working with. And that way we don't have to spend so much time doing that during our session, but we'll look at everything, assess, figure out. I like to start with the area that you're struggling with the most, that you use the most, that really is stressing you out because I feel like that's going to leave a bigger impact. And I feel like when they experience that relief after that session in that area, they realize that it's really going to work and they want to then hire me to organize all the other spaces in their life because I get a lot of clients that initially just want to do, you know, their closet or something and we'll get it done. And they're like, oh my gosh, but my kitchen's a mess. And then, you know, it bleeds into all these other spaces, but then it's so nice at the end, you know, I'll show them all the before and after pictures and it's just crazy to see that transformation. So usually in a session, sorry, I feel like I kind of strayed there. So usually in my sessions, what we'll first do is pick the area that we're going to organize and, you know, kind of start small. If we're in the kitchen, let's start with, you know, this first cupboard, we're going to take everything out. So you can start with a blank slate, because I think it's a lot easier to start fresh. You know, if you move into a new home, and nothing's where it needs to go, you have all these ideas, all these visions, you know, you know, you're kind of piecing together what you want it to look like. If you've already got stuff in that area, and you're trying to think about how you could rearrange it, well, you've already organized it the best way you know how. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be really difficult to rearrange that without getting really overwhelmed. So I like to take everything out, make it a nice, clean, fresh slate, you know, maybe clean off a shelf or whatever, make sure it looks nice and then build it from there. One of the best tips I give my clients, I think is to make everything eye level. The the things that you use the most often you're going to want right in front of you. That's easy to reach. And then from there, you can build up or down with the things you use the second most, or, you know, things you don't really use that often. You can throw on that top shelf that you can't reach that well, because if you're not really using it, you don't need to have constant access to that. So that's one of the things I notice with my clients that they'll kind of put things in a weird space. Like they use something all the time, but it's really hard for them to reach. And I'm like, just put it right there. (laughs) You can just grab it and it's easy. I schedule my sessions in three hour sessions so that it's not too much, but you have enough time to take things out, put them back together and then kind of clean up afterward. So we'll assess everything, start putting it together. It's kind of like packing or like Tetris. So I always try to tell my clients that because they, I think that they think we're just going to set it somewhere and it's going to be perfect. But, you know, as you're uncovering things or doing the next drawer, you might find, oh, well, this would go really great with the stuff we just organized and you might have to move it around a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we'll kind of Tetris everything around until it finds that perfect fit. And then we assign that as its home. And then that's where it lives. You know, where it goes, it goes with like items. So if you're doing Mm -hmm. a pantry, for example, maybe you want all of your canned food together it's crazy how often I'll see just cans all over the place. And I'm like, to me, it makes sense to keep them all together, but to other people, you know, they don't 
they don't see it that way. Or, you know, you might keep all of your starches together. You keep all your vegetables together mm -hmm. in a certain area. Maybe you want to alphabetize. <laughs> I love breaking out my label maker. I try yeah. to get everyone to get one after I leave. I'm like, listen, it's like $20 on Amazon. It'll change your life. You can label everything forever. It's great. <laughs> That's perfect. I, I love the tip of putting things at eye level because I feel like, especially for folks who may be neurodivergent, they may struggle with that kind of out of sight, out of mind. So mm -hmm. having things at eye level, not only does make things a little bit more convenient, but I feel like it's also really helpful to remember what you already have. And so that when you're, when you're out of the store and shopping, you can remember because you're seeing it the most often and, and you're not buying four cans of Pam because you don't remember that there's one somewhere else in the cabinet because it's not easy to see or recognize. So that's a, that's a really great tip that anyone can use. And that's the nice thing about pulling everything out first. Mm -hmm. You can look at everything. You can check all the expiration dates. You Absolutely. can make sure it's, it's amazing how many people will have, you know, seven spatulas and they have no idea because they're in four different drawers. And then mm -hmm. they can look at that and say, oh, well, I don't need all these. I didn't even know I had half of these. They can get rid of those things. And now they have space to buy new things for their kitchen that they will use. That's not just taking up space. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've gone in, organized someone's space and they're like, well, now what do we put here? It's so <laughs> empty. There's so much space. And I'm like, well, you don't have to put anything there. I mean, you can, but the whole point is that you have extra space for the next time you get things. And the next time you go grocery shopping, you'll have space to put those groceries. You don't have to reorganize every single time you go grocery shopping. It's okay to have a little open space. Like the whole point of getting organized is that you don't have everything all crammed together. But I think it takes a little while for people to realize that that's a good thing and yeah. they don't have to have everything all smashed up in one space. I feel like I'd be, I'm always guilty of the closet clean out. And then I'm like, oh, look at all this room I have. I must go buy, mm. must go buy more clothes. <laughs> Well, that's your reward for doing yeah. it, I guess, you know, and I tell people that too. I have a client right now that, you know, she was like, every time you come over, I just keep waiting for you to tell me not to go buy new things and you never do. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you've been getting rid of a lot of stuff that you've been holding on to for 10 years. That's just been sitting there taking up space. If you want to go buy a new shirt, I think you've earned that. And now you have space to put it. You know, like you're going to have to maintain your organization. It's not going to stay organized forever. It's something you're always going to have to work on. Absolutely. I have to do it with my own home. You know, sometimes I have a busy week and I just kind of throw things where they go. And then when I have a little time, I'm like, okay, let's get this looking nice and functional. And that's okay. It's okay to go buy new clothes. You know, that's the whole point of getting rid of all of your old clothes is that you can go buy new clothes now. What I don't like to see is you buying new clothes and just stacking it on top of everything else. And then you have no room. You can't even see what you have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. And especially with ADHD, I think, and honestly, even without ADHD, I'm not ADHD, but I really thrive on a rewards-based system, <laughs> you know, because it makes me excited to do it because I sure. know I'll get something out of the end. So if I promise myself, you know, if I go through my closet and make it look really nice and get rid of a lot of stuff. I'll allow myself to go buy one new outfit and that's my reward. And that's okay. Yeah. You should reward yourself. Yeah. And then to your point too, because you've taught them the system and the structure behind it, they'll know what to do with that outfit in their closet or what to do with those new groceries and how to take good care of the things that they own. Exactly. In the future. Yeah, um, and definitely so it's about the long, the yes. long game. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so it sounds like your clients work with you during this process. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, that's, that's something I kind of hemmed and hawed over for a little bit. I was like, well, I can still take on people that just want to hire me, but the more I've gotten into my business and the more I've niched down, I've realized that's really what I want. You know, I want to impact people for the long run. I mm -hmm. really want to help people. I want to teach them that skill. I don't want you to have to call me forever. Now, if you want to call me for a maintenance session, that's fine. And we can do that. And I do that with people, but it's about giving you those skills, transferring those skills to you so yeah. that your life will be better in the long run. Like I want to leave that impact on people. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, I want to jump behind the scenes a little bit because obviously on this podcast, I love talking about that personal time management productivity philosophy for everybody and how these amazing entrepreneurs are doing your thing and running your business. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what a typical day or week in your life looks like. If there is a typical Easy. day or week. <laughs> Busy. I mean, the nice thing is not every day is the same. So mm -hmm. I do really enjoy that because I get very bored doing the same thing every day. I couldn't sit at a desk and like send the same emails every day. That would drive me nuts. I just couldn't do it. I do still work at the restaurant. So I work there and then I also have clients. So I fill them in. I get up in the mornings, usually around eight to nine, depending on how late I worked the night before. I'll get up, have a coffee go through my emails, figure out my schedule for the day. And then if I have clients, go see them with a lot of my clients, I'll do little check-ins and I kind of assess that with them. You know, how often do you want me to check in with you? Do you want me to do that? Do you want sure, me to yeah. ask how your though. progress is going? Cause there's a lot of homework with it too. I don't, you don't need me to go through every single piece of mail you have. Maybe we just need to get all your mail together and that's something you can work on. And then I'll text you throughout the week to see how that's going for you. But yeah, I'll work during the day, you know, make lunch, make dinner. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not very exciting. I don't do a whole lot, mostly just working. <laughs> I've even but I enjoy it. You know, yeah. it's something fun for me. And then, you know, at night, usually that's when I'll do some more research. It's something that I'm constantly learning, constantly sharpening my skills, especially since I don't have ADHD myself. It's something I've had to put a lot of time into researching and making sure that I really understand how it works. And then I take classes through NAPO, which is the National Association of Productivity and Organization. And they actually do brain-based conditions as a certification cool. program now. I think they started that last year. So I've been taking classes for that and really just making sure I have a great understanding of it in general and then how I can help people because ADHD is such a large spectrum. Not every person with it's going to have the same struggles as the next person. So it's definitely, you know, every organizing client is a tailored process. Yeah, that's great. And figuring out what works for them, but cool. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. I, I just I... wake up, drink coffee and work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's a similar pattern to, I think a lot of people, <laughs> I definitely live that, live that life too. Well, that's the cool part about owning your own business is like, it's exciting to learn about these things. So these are things I'm yeah. interested in. It's things I want to learn about. So I really enjoy that. I'll sit and watch YouTube videos for seven hours to figure out how I can help people. Because as soon as I get that, you know, that text from that client, that's like, you have no idea how much this has changed mm -hmm. everything. And it was so simple. 
you know, and like they see it as so simple, but it's just changed the way they look at everything. Or, you know, I've had quite a few clients cry just because they're so happy. And that makes me feel so good. You know, so one time you can make someone cry and feel really good about it. I'm like, <laughs> yes, ball. Like, I love this, but also let me give you a hug. You know, it's just, it's really, really cool to see how much you're really affecting someone's life for the better and how much you've been able to teach them. And I've always enjoyed teaching people when I was a kid. That was what I wanted to do is I wanted to be a teacher. Oh, cool. Um, and so it's kind of cool that I can do that and do something I really enjoy and then have that gratification. It's almost kind of selfish. And I tell my clients that all the time. I'm like, you know, selfishly, I enjoy this because it makes me feel good, but I'm glad it also makes you feel good. It makes me feel good though, to be able to help other people and see that, that change. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Sometimes the transformation, and it doesn't feel that big to me. Sometimes I'll leave a session and I'm like, man, is there more I could have done? I don't feel like we got that much accomplished. And then later I'll look at the before and after. So I'm like, okay, you know, we did do a lot. Yeah. I think that three hour block you use too is really impactful because not only, not only are you able to, I'm sure get, you know, make big impact in that time, but that feels reasonable as you're teaching someone how to do it for them to say, okay, well, next weekend I can take two hours or three hours of my own time and work on this space, right? Like they don't help them understand that you don't need an entire day necessarily. You don't need an entire weekend. You can make improvement and see change in blocks of time throughout when they work for you. So I think that's also really cool that you do it in, in those chunks of time. Honestly, I think that's the number one problem most of my clients have is they feel like they have to get it done in a weekend yeah. or, but that's really overwhelming when you look around and you see this, you know, in your mind, what is a mess? And you're like, oh my gosh, I only have today to do it. And I have to spend 10 hours doing this. It's going to take 12 hours. If you have no idea how long it's going to take you to do something, you're going to just shut down and say, okay, I'm just going to do this later. Like I don't, I don't right. have time for this. And the number one thing I tell people is, you know, your house didn't become disorganized in two hours. All of the stuff you've accumulated, you didn't buy yesterday. You know, this has taken years and years and years in the making, and it's going to take time to unwind it, purge items, figure out how you want to group them together, how it makes sense to you, because everyone's different. Everyone's brain works differently in the way that they look at organizing. It's going to take time to do it. And I think sometimes people think we're just going to get it all done in three hours. And depending on the space, you know, we might, and sometimes we might have to schedule a second session. Like most kitchens will take six to 12 hours, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the size of your kitchen, depending on the amount of stuff that you own, depending on the amount of stuff we're going to get rid of decision-making takes a lot of time. And especially with ADHD, that's something people tend to struggle with a lot is making those decisions because it feels so permanent, but it's not permanent. You can move it here. And if you don't like it next week, we'll move it somewhere else. You know, it's, it's something you can take the time in your life to figure out what's going to work best for you. But once you find that perfect fit, then it's solidified. Then you feel good mm -hmm. about it and you know, okay, this is how I do things now. Cause everyone ADHD or not, everyone has a different system to organizing. It's a natural skill that everyone kind of has. And then it's kind of something that you're taught as you grow up. And then as you become an adult, you find, oh, well, I can do things my way. I don't have to do it the way my mom taught me to. And you can kind of figure out your best system, but it's definitely 
every room and I've got a little sheet where I've kind of timed it out, but every room is going to take a different amount of time and yeah. being realistic with yourself about that is going to make a huge difference. And that's where time management really comes into play is, okay, I need you to have three hours. I need you to not be distracted. I don't need you taking phone calls, making appointments. So it's important to take time and block that time off for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's also funny when you see it kind of staying focused because I, where I do struggle with organization is actually deciding kind of how far, like how deep to organize, right? Like, mm-hmm. Do I, you know, you don't need to separate the different color paper clips, right? And sometimes I'll get like really hyper-focused on that. And yep. there, you know, there goes 45 minutes where I could have worked on that entire bucket. So I think it's also really helpful when you're working with someone to start catching where and learning where that line is. If you helping make big, big impact without having all your paper clips in separate color jars. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's kind of the nice part of hiring someone else to help you with it is I catch people doing that. And I Mm -hmm. say, let's not get hung up on that because we'll sit and do that forever. You know, this is what we're going to focus on. And if you struggle with hyper-focusing, which is something that, you know, is an ADHD syndrome as well, you know, getting really excited and really into something, give yourself 20 minute intervals and then take a five minute break or a three minute break. Just something where you can take a break for a minute from what you're doing and then just look around and assess, okay, did I get stuck on something for 20 minutes? Cause if I did put that to the side, you know, do other things. And before you know it, it's going to not be such a big deal. I think sometimes people hyper-focus on things because they don't want to focus on something else. Yeah. That's a little bit more stressful. You're like, well, if I just, you know, I'm doing work, if I'm spending the time and I've seen you post about that all the time, yep. you know, how much, <laughs> how much time are you? You're busy all the time, but you're not getting anything accomplished. It's like you're making yourself busier than you need to be. And that's the number one thing. A lot of people think, you know, I don't need to hire a professional. I guess that would be my question is why do I need to hire a professional organizer? I could just do it myself. That's like the number one misconception. And if you could do it yourself, you would be organized. You wouldn't even have to ask yourself this question. Sometimes it's easier to have somebody else with you. You know, I've studied this. It's not like I just, you know, do this with people and, learn from every experience. Like I, I take classes, I study it online. I read books. I mean, there's so much information out there and I really try to polish my skills as best I can, which is great for me because it makes me even more organized. And that's been really nice as well. But yeah, it's sometimes it's really nice to have somebody else that has specialized in this, that works in it all the time, that sees all these little things that you're getting hung up on that you won't notice yourself getting hung up on. And that can really help you or just that That one idea that you've never thought of can bleed into every other organizational piece of your life. You know, even just the time blocking, the time management aspect of it, building that time for yourself and knowing, okay, these are the three hours I'm doing this and then I'm going to let it go. And then I can come back to it in three days or whatever works for you. It's, it's nice to have somebody tell you that's okay. And sometimes it's nice to have someone help you make those decisions because it can be very overwhelming. I mean, it's it's hard to go through your own stuff. I will tell you from experience, it is much easier and much more fun to help <laughs> other people go through right. their stuff because I don't have an emotional attachment to it. Yeah. When you're emotionally attached to stuff, and that's a really big thing with decluttering and purging items, people are very attached to their physical possessions and Sometimes it doesn't even 
make sense to them as to why they're so attached to it. It's just, I've had this for 20 years, so I feel like I need to keep it. And if you do, cool, you know, you can, but sometimes people need help letting go and needing that permission from somebody else. That's like, yeah. it's okay. If you would buy this item again down the road, if you needed it, cause you're holding on to it for five, seven years. Cause you might need it one day, but you would buy it again. Well, let's get rid of it. You can buy it again. If you need it. That permission and the accountability piece is so important. I find that in my work as well, because exactly like you said, they either get hung up on, it was a gift or I might need it, or it's, it works, right? It's not broken. All of these stories we tell ourselves about the belongings where the tools that we use or the systems that we use. And sometimes you just need to hear someone else in your ear saying, is that true? Is that a true story you're telling yourself? And I like to frame it to my clients in the way that, you know, it's something that you're not using that you don't need. And there's somebody out there you could donate that to that can't afford sure. to get one or that really needs one and doesn't have it. You can help other people by getting rid of that, getting rid of your old clothes that are in great condition, but you don't fit in anymore. You know, buy clothes that fit you, that you can feel comfortable in, that you'll enjoy. Where can people find you? Where do you like to show up? And this will all be in the show notes as well. Well, yeah. you can find me on Instagram. That's probably where I am the most often organized by Alicia. I'm also on Facebook. I'm working on a community group right now. So I'm putting that together and just great building those final touches. W.organizedbyalicia.com. I have a blog there, which is really fun. I've really been enjoying researching all these fun little things and learning so much along the way and really delving into each topic so that's been cool. fun I'm on Pinterest I'm everywhere cool love it all right well everybody <laughs> should search and Wilmington and... North Carolina yes, number one yes so exactly you ever come here come <laughs> say hi absolutely yeah and you should definitely follow along because you do provide a lot of value and a lot of great tips so everybody should Thank check you. out the show notes for that all right we're ready for some rapid fire questions yes. wrap up? all right I'm nervous okay no, these are good <laughs> are you a morning person or a night person? Hmm. This is tough because I've been both in my life, but now I'm at a point. I love being a morning person, but I do work a little bit later. So sometimes it's a little bit more difficult, but I am more of a morning person. Now I used to be a night owl. I used to just stay up till two, 3 AM for no reason at all. Just because at nine o'clock, it was like, I got my first wind of the day. It was like, yes, my night is starting and I can clean my house. You know, I'll be that person that's like cleaning it. Like midnight yeah. but then can't vacuum till the next day because I'm like it's too late to do that but definitely more of a morning person now I've discovered this like golden hour if you get up between like 6 30 and 7 30 where it just feels like nobody else in the world exists like people <laughs> are up and doing things but they're you know zooming to work like nobody's out walking their dog it's kind of nice to like go walk my dog and listen to a podcast which I have not gotten up that early in a while but I love getting up early, having that coffee. Yeah. Especially those nice slow mornings. That sounds lovely. Mm -hmm. I pen and paper or all digital for your to-do lists or calendar or anything. So this is where I am a little bit different than most other organizers. <laughs> most organizers will tell you we're in the digital age, make everything digital, blah, blah, blah. But I grew up in the nineties, you know, I almost lived through all of them. So <laughs> I grew up in the paper era and I do enjoy paper in the sense that it helps me get out creativity. I can like jot things down, kind of scribble all over. I like to start on paper and then mm -hmm. usually at some point I'll transfer it 
to an online digital copy. But for me, it's a lot easier to kind of play around with ideas on paper. And I just, I don't know, I like writing. I, I buy all these like stupid expensive pens because the way that they make my handwriting look. I really, I just bought an iPad so I could start doing calligraphy because I want to start making labels oh, um, for people it. with my handwriting. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. But I do kind of do both. And it just kind of depends too. Like my paper stuff is more for me, like writing lists. I'll write it and then maybe put it in my phone so I have it on me because I'm not going to carry around this piece of paper all the time. I'll lose the piece of paper or I'll take a picture of the piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a nice tip. If you make <laughs> lists, but always leave them at home, take a picture of it. Then you'll have it with you because you never leave home without your phone. Exactly. So, exactly. So I, I kind of do a mix of both. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I'm the same way. I have to write things down first and that's how I remember it. And then I mostly use my calendar is all digital because otherwise I'll end up double booking myself if I have to write it down. So love it. Love it. Well, well, and especially with writing, I've always noticed, like, even in high school, I would write my notes and then I would rewrite my notes and I would reorganize them to what, because sometimes when you're just taking notes in the moment, you know, you're just writing whatever you can everywhere. And then you're like, oh, I can't find anything I took notes on. So then I'll like rewrite them. So it's kind of nice yeah. to like write them down on paper also, and, and then reorganize them on the computer. Absolutely. And that's bullet also point great, them and um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a great study technique. And last question is, what's your favorite way to relax? Mm, well, I am very lucky. Like you, I live by the beach. So <laughs> yeah. I like to go out, lay out in the sun, hang out with my friends. I mean, I don't really do a whole lot. I'm, I feel like since 2020, we've all been very comfortable with spending time with ourselves mm -hmm. and just staying at home. I don't feel the need to like go out and do as much, but I definitely, where I live, it's really nice all year round. So it's really nice to get out, take a walk. I love listening to a podcast and taking my dog for a long walk yeah, or going to the gym. And, you know, I've gotten to the point with working out where I can listen to podcasts now while I do it before it was too boring. I was like, I need music or something that's going to motivate me. But that's something I really enjoy is podcast, reading, being out in the sun, playing with the dog, going to the pool, seeing my friends. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I might try to go to the beach. Having a cup of coffee is really relaxing. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Oh, good. Well, this has been so fun. And I really hope people go check you out, especially if you're in the Wilmington area, they can certainly hire you. And if, if you're not local, then they should definitely check out all your resources because you provide a lot of value. So this has been really fun. And I said, I'm so happy to be able to talk to someone who loves organizing and has made a career out of it because I'm a little bit jealous. So well, the nice <laughs> thank thing you is again. We are so, so, so closely connected. Maybe one day you can just combine the two and do yeah. all of it. There we go. Thank you so much for having me. I've really had a good time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. Talk to you soon.